0: Oh, yay. Oh, yay. This is SCOTUS Talk, a nonpartisan podcast about the Supreme Court for lawyers and non lawyers alike, brought to you by SCOTUS Blog. Welcome to SCOTUS Talk. I'm Amy Howe. Thanks for joining us. It's the end of an era at the Supreme Court. Yes, Justice Stephen Breyer is stepping down from the bench after 28 years, but there's another retirement. Courtroom artist Art Lean, who has been sketching the courts since 1976, Will put down his pencils and paints. During his tenure at the court, Art has captured oral arguments, drawn celebrities or what passes for celebrities in Washington, and created countless banners for SCOTA's blog. But that description doesn't fully capture what Art has done, providing a peek at an institution that, even in non COVID times, operated largely outside the public view. Art Lean, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Amy.
0: Let's start at the beginning. How did you get started in art? Were you one of those kids who was always good at it from the get-go when the rest of us were drawing stick figures?
1: Yeah, I was an only child, latchkey kid, you know, um, spent a lot of time drawing. Um, Actually, one interesting story is my mother, single parent, Um, We moved to Switzerland, uh, to Geneva, and my mother put me in public school. I didn't know a word of French. And uh, that first year, I basically sat in the back of the classroom and, you know, would write the name of something in English, draw a picture of it, and the teacher would look at my picture and write the name in French.
0: So it was handy that you were a good artist. So it was. I would have been completely puzzled if it were me. And
1: it was good practice, yeah.
0: So how did you come to courtroom sketching?
1: Um, Well, I I ended up going to art school because I didn't know what else I was going to do. And that was something I was good at. Um, I graduated and had no idea how I was going to make a living. Um, I was painting houses and tarring roofs and and things like that. Our governor here in Maryland was going on trial, Governor Mandel. And one of the local stations was looking for a sketch artist and had posted, um, you know, something at the school and I applied for it, which just meant going to the newsroom and sketching people at work. And I got the job.
0: So when did you start covering the Supreme Court?
1: After less than a year um, covering trials in Baltimore, I wrote letters to the three networks at the time and CBS decided to try me out. And I I showed up at the Supreme Court and uh, the CBS artist at the time was Howard Brody who's pretty famous among courtroom sketch artists. Um, Howard was a World War II um, combat artist and also did Korea and, and many things like that. And he was, um, you know, commuting from California to cover the Supreme Court and, and the Senate, which wasn't uh, televised at the time. And so uh, I met up with Howard and, and he kind of took me under his wing and um, and he thought that I was good enough to replace him. so that was the start.
0: I guess I will never complain about my commute again if he was commuting from California. (laughs) So walk us through your preparation for a day at the court. Before you arrive at the court, what are you doing?
1: Well, let me just say that that's evolved over many years. Okay. Uh, At the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, You know, it was just a matter of getting through the day. I have refined it throughout the years. um, And I think, you know, now I, just as I'm getting ready to retire, I think I've really got it down. (laughs) Um, I have a a fairly small pad of paper because normally, of course, COVID has changed everything, but normally we are crammed into this little alcove. Um, So I have a very small pad I have a pencil and a really that's about all I take up there, uh, a pad, a pencil and an eraser. Uh, when I get after the argument, when I get down to the, um, to the press room is when I add some watercolor to the drawings.
0: Do you do anything in terms of looking at the cases or looking at who the lawyers are gonna be these days? Do you look them up online ahead of time to get a sense of what they look like if they're new to
1: you? Yeah, I do. I do quite a bit of prep. Um, I try to read about the case. Um, A lot of the lawyers are familiar, but of course, I'm always checking to see who's arguing the case.
0: So what are you doing while the arguments are going on? I, I read you wrote on your blog that it's hard to listen and sketch at the same time, which makes total sense to me?
1: Well, that's just for me. I have a hard time actually listening. Um, I think I'm just sort of getting a general sense of how the argument is going. Um, I do know uh, my colleague Bill Hennessy is much better at hearing. Also, I should be wearing hearing aids, but I don't wear them. So there you
0: go. What do you do once the arguments are over? What is your timeline? Are you in a hurry to try to get things ready? Or does it depend on the case?
1: Well, um, normally, I'm Working for both, or I was working for both um, NBC News and Scotus Blog. Scotus Blog, I have a little bit more leeway, um, but if it's a really big case, um, I'm I'm really rushing and, and trying to get something out there as, as quickly as I can. Working for Scotus Blog, back when uh, Lyle Dennison was um, was reporting, um, the deadline was was. You know, it was kind of a race to see if I could get the drawing done in time for, you know, by the time Lyle finished writing his story, he was very quick.
0: That he was. (laughs) So you're retiring this year. Justice Breyer, as I mentioned, is also retiring. He had been a very animated presence on the bench. Did you enjoy sketching him?
1: I love sketching Justice Breyer. I mean, he, he is a treat you know, not just the fact that he has such body language and, and he's so expressive, but um, also the fact that his questions are so long. He's got these long, drawn-out hypotheticals, and it gives us time to, to, to focus on him.
0: Justice Byron White once said that every time you get a new justice, you get a new court. So what happened when you got a new justice to sketch? Did it take a while to get To feel comfortable sketching them again and again?
1: Yeah, it did take a while. I think the first time I experienced that was when um, Justice O'Connor came on the bench. And boy, she was really hard to draw. Um, she was an attractive woman and, and it's, you know, it's easier to draw an old wrinkled old man than than a fairly young, attractive woman. And we all struggled with, um, with Justice uh, O'Connor.
0: Did you ever hear from the justices about your sketches of them?
1: Not very often, you know, maybe once every 20 years. Uh, Okay. (laughs) That's not often. In the early days, um, there was a show at the court of, of, um, sketches by the courtroom artists and um, we had the opening and and O'Connor came and and, uh, Justice Brennan came and um, I was looking at, uh, you know, standing next to Justice Brennan and he's looking at one of my sketches and he remarked that I made him look like a leprechaun, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which of course he looked a little bit like a leprechaun. (laughs)
0: Exactly, I wasn't going to say it but... (laughs)
1: Um, but recently, um, you know, Justice Sorsuch invited me to his chambers, um, which was nice. That's the first time that's happened to me in 45 years.
0: Absolutely. So during the early part of the COVID pandemic, the court heard oral arguments remotely. The lawyers were arguing by phone. Nobody was in the courtroom. Talk a little bit about what you did during this time.
1: Yeah, once uh, we went to these arguments, um, telephonically um, there was nothing visual and uh, SCOTUSblog blog actually suggested that um, we contact the lawyers and ask them for a photograph of, of them arguing you know into the speakerphone and um, they did they sent us um, pretty much every lawyer sent, photographs um, of their argument. And I was able to, um, to sit at home. I didn't have to commute to DC. I had my cup of coffee and, and a screen in front of me with the image and, um, and I drew from that. It was kind of neat, you know, and, um, and lawyers were sometimes uh, you know, arguing in hoodies. Other times they were you know dressed up. One lawyer had actually um, set up photographs of the justices in a moot court setting And he was arguing that way. Anyway, it was nice to have a little variety, you know, after so many years of of being in the courtroom.
0: Yeah, it was really a fascinating glimpse at what was going on. I think my favorite was Amanda Rice with her cat curled up on a shelf near her desk. You wouldn't have tried that with dogs, but you could get away with it with a cat. And, And for our listeners who have not seen it already, there is a blog post that collects some of these sketches. Uh, it's definitely worth your time. So the justices came back to the bench in October of 2021, but it was a weird hybrid. The public was still not allowed in the courtroom. So it was just you know, the reporters, the artists, the lawyers, the law clerks and the staff. Did it feel differently to you? Did you feel any sort of special responsibility to convey what was happening at the court when it was closed to the public?
1: It was definitely different. I mean, um, you know, where before we were sort of stuck in this alcove off to the side, um, now we're in a basically almost empty courtroom in the front row, and I could see everything. Um, So, yeah, it was very different as, as far as having, um, you know, that responsibility with the public not um, in the courtroom. Um, I think I've always felt that, um, you know, it's, it's very access to the courtroom has always been very limited.
0: Have you had the sense when you were sitting there sketching that you were literally sketching history? Do you think about it that
1: way? I think about it that way on reflection, but in real time, I'm, I'm too busy sketching.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Another one of your contributions to SCOTUS blog uh, that has been enormously popular are the banners. Where do the ideas come from and do you have favorites over the years?
1: I love doing the banners that opened up a whole new, um, you know, creative outlet for me. And I guess it was suggested, you know, at first I was just doing a few sketches of the outside of the courthouse um, and um One day, um, there was an argument, um, Yates, it was- um, Yes, I loved that one. you know something coming from sarbanes oxley and it was about you know not destroying evidence um and a fisherman um had destroyed his had dumped his catch overboard um and he was prosecuted under um his illegal catch he had dumped overboard and um you know taken to court um under um this uh, sarbanes oxley law um so The idea just came to me walking to court that morning after parking my car, um, you know, about doing uh, a banner of the justices in fishermen outfits, and that was kind of the start of uh, some of the more amusing uh, banners. Yeah, there were some many great
0: ones over the years. So obviously, you know, we've been talking about your work for the Supreme Court, but you've been busy outside the Supreme Court, you covered both impeachments and all kinds of trials For NBC recently. Tell us about covering the impeachment.
1: Yeah, the the impeachments. I've actually covered three impeachments. Clinton was was the first. Um, But um, yeah, the the impeachment trials are are definitely something very different.
0: And then do you have any memorable trial moments? Recently, you've covered proceedings in federal court in Washington involving Roger Stone and Steve Bannon and some of the January 6th defendants. Do you have any particularly memorable moments from,
1: from any of those? well Roger stone being such a character but usually the 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 dc um court cases are are more you know about corruption and, and things like that um, the really memorable um trials for me have been um you know the boston uh, marathon bombing trial um the uh the McVeigh uh, oklahoma city bombing trial um the closest we came in in dc was uh in, in virginia the um Musawi trial, which, um, you know, a lot of testimony about the World Trade Center.
0: Do you have plans yet for your retirement?
1: I have plans to work around the house and and ride my bike a lot. Um, Actually, I have a lot of bicycles to ride. How many? Um, At last count, it was 17. Okay, that is a lot. But if anybody needs a bike, you know, just let me know.
0: One of your banners when Justice Breyer retired was of Justice Breyer riding a bike away from the court. Right. Yeah. Well, we hope you have plenty of time to ride your bike and do whatever else you want. We will miss you. It's been a joy to work in the press room and to work with you. Thank you so much for joining us, Art.
1: Thank you, Amy.
0: That's another episode of SCOTUS Talk. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to our production team. Katie Barlow, Eleanor Erskine, Angie Go and James Ramoser.